Hello, crime lovers, and welcome to Crime on Tap. I'm Megan, joined by my co-host, Sean. And welcome to our true crime podcast. Join us weekly as we drink our favorite cocktails and discuss gruesome murders, kidnappings, conspiracies, and more. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and heck, your grandma. Leave a review and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Crime on Tap Pod. Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week. And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Crime on Tap. Here we are, the first week of September, riding the struggle bus. <laughs> As always, we say, oh my god, this time we're going to be off the struggle bus. No, yeah. it's just, it's continuous. We nope. just keep catching the bus every week. <laughs> yeah. It never seems to stop coming. But yeah, I actually just woke up from a deep slumber. Um, <laughs> and I texted Megan this morning if she wanted to do a podcast tonight. So here we are. <laughs> and of course, one of the days I get out like almost 45 minutes late, the salon. So this is like the crack ass of dawn for Sean right now. <laughs> yeah, I went and just laid down and I was like, oh, perfect. Megan gave me like an extra 30 minutes. <laughs> and then you go right back to sleep. Yep. We thank you guys so much for jo- joining us on another episode of Crime on Tap. This episode is going to be a little bit different. If you couldn't tell by the title, we thought it'd be a little funsy onesie to just do a little update on past episodes that we've done. So just going back through our old episodes, finding people that we have talked about, research, and just seeing what are the current updates. And as you can guess, Britney Spears is one of them, as there's new updates coming out every single day, basically. We hope you guys will join us for this episode and enjoy. Yeah, so we won't be in the intro and be talking about our little updates. It'll be fun to look back on our past episodes and expand the lore that we've created. Yeah, um, It's like becoming a big thing. And one of the people that I... Um, checked on the updates on or from our very first episode mm-hmm. so that's exciting we're bringing it home we're going back to the roots like we know where we came from <laughs> exactly. yeah i mean we're going back to the days when we got like 40 views an episode i know now we get three <laughs> so we know our roots we're going back to the old days <laughs> yes <laughs> be sure to share the podcast with your family and friends it really does help us out with the algorithm boost um, it helps us get these episodes out to more and more people. And if you're a new listener on this episode, be sure to go back to the other ones and to be sure to listen to those just to get a better idea what what we'll be talking about today. Um, and also, I feel like it's good that we're going back to bring on these updates because, like, some things have happened since we've talked about these these cases and whatnot. I feel like this is going to be a good episode. We can make this a regular thing have these updates every once in a while just to keep, you know, keep things fresh around. Before we get into our spiel, are you drinking anything from your (laughs) nap right now? (laughs) I'm not drinking anything because if you can't tell, like I'm a little congested. Mm -hmm. My allergies have been popping up. Nothing wrong with me all day. And then of course, when it's time to record, I'm a little snotty. (laughs) You little little (laughs) snotty. So you're drinking... Allegra and Benadryl. Yep. So I actually, I just took my Allegra about an hour ago. So I'm waiting for that to kick in. And Patrick's been doing a decompression on my, my face. <laughs> oh yeah. We got some puff. We got some puffy eyes. Yeah. Puffers. So I'm just doing a lot of like 
remedies right now to get to get through this. And hopefully when I wake up tomorrow, it's all gone. Okay, since I'm not drinking anything tonight, I see you're ready to enlighten our listeners with a little ASMR. I'm ready to pop my polar, as we call it, in the streets. <laughs> Is that what they say? Yeah, pop the... No, I made that up. <laughs> Everyone, pop your polars. <laughs> That was intense. That was a good pop. Mm. This one is pomegranate. Ooh, how is it? It's pretty good, yeah. I feel like we should update our listeners on last week's camping adventure because (laughs) something just always got to go wrong at these camping adventures we go on. Oh my god, I know. It's always vehicular related. Yeah, and it always seems to be my vehicular. (laughs) Well, and didn't we say it? Didn't we say it last week? We're like, we hope nothing happens to our cars. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and of course, this time I get a flat tire. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we end up um, in our old college town. My car is telling me the back left tire has been dropping PSI. Um, it's supposed to be at 38 and it's at 19. It's at nine. And then finally it's at zero. And it's telling me it's the back left tire when the back left tire is perfectly fine and it's actually the front right tire that is completely flat. Long story short, we make some phone calls, get the tire fixed, take a different car. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you just don't want to deal with it. And it's like, you got places to be, Mm -hmm. you're trying to go camping. And here we are showing up to the campsite at 9 PM in the pitch black, trying to put up tents. And Um, I was already there and I, was hiding in my car because I had convinced myself that there was murders and rapists out. So, <laughs> well, it is terrifying at these campgrounds because there's no lights, there's no nothing. I got up at I want to say like three three a.m. to go to the bathroom and pitch black. Like, at least have some guide lights up. You know, like at the movie theater when they have up the aisles. Yeah, they have the lights going up the aisles so like you can find your way to the bathroom. Nothing. So I agree. It is terrifying in the in the campground streets at night. Yes. Well, it is just like being completely dark in nature. Like I humans have evolved past that, okay? Yeah. I need I need some lights. I need some <laughs> something stabilizing me right. besides the trees. I don't know. <laughs> I just I like to remind myself that it's probably too noisy. Like too many humans are around for like bears or like coyotes to be around but we're in the middle of the damn white mountains in new hampshire (laughs) nothing is off limits (laughs) Mm -mm. well they told us to put the the coolers and the food in the cars so bears don't come up so i'm sure bears are like easy pickings right yeah so megan was stranded we were stranded but you know what we figured it out and made the most of this weekend and it's a tradition that we'll live to tell our kids one day. And also the um, the hike from hell that I still have Vietnam War <laughs> flashbacks. But, you know. Yeah, that was not like um, like a trail thing. That was more of like a hike hike. That was like we should have had like a bungee cord and a belay and a water. carabiner and water. <laughs> Backpacks. Anything. Um, anything uh, more than... Uh, the clothes on our backs and athletic shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or in some people's cases, not athletic shoes. Only you and I were wearing athletic shoes. That's true, yes. <laughs> um, and by that time, we were pretty toasty. We had about four or five White Claws beers 
in us and we were like okay let's go for a hike to the lake and i said this on a trip but i don't know what it is but views are not rewarding to me like i look at it in a picture and i get the same feeling yeah like so for some people hiking is like really fun and rewarding for me it's just pain (laughs) leading up to disappointment yeah i mean because then you get to the top and you're like i have to go back down like yeah and i skinned my knee on the way down oh yeah well i would say that i enjoyed this hike more because the lake was more of a rewarding view whereas just seeing like treetops and other mountain ranges like i don't find that rewarding either but this Mm -hmm. one was different like i've never hiked up to a lake like i thought that was cool yeah i guess that's cool i guess i guess but (laughs) it was almost like there was never any steady point it was just up continuous upward motion the entire time completely vertical (laughs) like defying the laws of gravity (laughs) yeah i felt that yeah but nonetheless we enjoyed our time sean if you have nothing left to say let's get right into the podcast to start it off I wanted to throw it back to a pretty recent episode that we did, which was episode 27, um, Famous Celebrity Murders, where I talked about the iconic Tupac, Biggie Smalls um, murders um, that happened back in the late 90s. September 7th was the 25th anniversary of Tupac's murder. So I feel like this is pretty relevant. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, this is a quick and easy one. Nothing too crazy, no no big updates on who actually killed Tupac, which, I mean, that would be the update of the century. Right. <laughs> but we have a little fun update here. They are selling the murder car that Tupac was killed in. Tupac's 1996 BMW 750IL is currently up for auction, and you could purchase it today for a whopping $1.7 million. Now, the car has been fully restored. The bullet holes have also been restored. And So does that mean the bullet holes are gone, or they, like, made them pretty? <laughs> oh, so they're completely gone. It's completely oh. restored. So they said that they have restored the bullet holes to the original condition, so it doesn't have any, like, ill meaning. Like, people would see the bullet holes and be like, oh, this is where Tupac died. So they restored it completely. I feel like the people that would want to buy it would want the bullet holes. Is that, is that, am I a weirdo for thinking that? But like collectors or big Tupac fans? Well, this is, I was, I heard this on the radio today and the hosts were like disgusted that somebody would purchase this car. Like imagine purchasing your idol's murder car where they died. I know that um, James Dean, the car that he, I think it was, that he died in like his famous car i'm pretty sure that people bought that but here's my thought also who had it before is like his family trying to get money like are they in need of money it's currently on display at the celebrity car showroom in las vegas which is actually really close to where he was actually shot Hmm. so i actually i have no idea like i don't know who obtains ownership of of the vehicle or if it was just, like, donated to the showroom. But somebody has to own it. Right, whether it's a museum or what. Yeah. Um, and it does, and I just looked it up, and it does look like that someone bought, they don't have, like, the name of the person, but someone bought 
James Dean's car that he he that he died in. So I, I guess there is a market for like dead celebrity murder cars. Yeah, I guess there is, but that just recently recently went up for auction. So I thought that was a nice little update. I mean, it was twenty five years later, and now they're selling the car. So maybe if it's um, if it's been like renovated and everything, they're probably no longer having faith in searching for clues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, are they just giving up? Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Or they're trying to get, like, attention to rejuvenate the cold case, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I mean, we went how many decades without knowing who the Golden State Killer was? It's mm-hmm. definitely po- definitely possible that Tupac's murderer is still out there and we can find him. It's not, like, so long ago like Jack the Ripper that you can accuse anyone because literally no one alive could be Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> but already, so that's my only update on Tupac. My little update is from episode one. <gasps> oh my God. So real throwback, Casey Anthony. Um, so she's got kind of two little pieces that I thought were interesting. So the first, um, and these were both published, the articles I got the information from were both published around may of this year according to people magazine there was like a little article about because it was the 15 or is it 10 you know 10 years since the 10 year anniversary of casey anthony's trial where she was acquitted it's only been 10 years yeah she it was 2011 oh my god but um kaylee anthony died in 2008 but the trial didn't happen to until 2011 yeah so it's a 10-year anniversary of the trial mm-hmm. and where she got off scot-free um and so there was an anonymous juror that came out and talked to people magazine here's like a little quote from that person um it is a man but they don't want to say their name which i mean makes sense they said i think now if i were to do it all over again i'd push harder to convict her of one of the lesser charges like aggravated manslaughter The anonymous juror said, at least that, or child abuse. I don't know what the hell I was thinking that I didn't stand up for what I believed in at the time. And he also said, every time I see her face or her name, I get a pit in my stomach. It all comes flooding back. I think about those pictures of the baby's remains that they showed us in court. I remember Casey. I even remember the smell of the courtroom. Oh my God. I actually remember reading this article. In People? Yeah, I I remember reading that. Like just, re- like, just recently. <laughs> like, it was, like, an old magazine that was in a waiting room somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like some people just want it to be over, too. Yeah. And to convict someone has to be a majority, right? Or does it have to be everybody? I think it has to be unanimous. Yeah, it has to be. So, he just kind of gave up fighting. He was like, fine. Yeah. But I think it's a good point, like, some of the lesser charges to at least get her something. Yeah. Because what has she got with, um, like, check forgery, yeah, lying and she to already, police. And she served that time yeah, waiting she's... for trial. So. Exactly, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so this one is around the same time in May. Um, and so this is a little run-in that she had with the police. Of course. Um, so she was getting into an, a verbal fight. This is just, she's such a drama magnet, okay? <laughs> Um, you may want to edit this out, but this is a very good example of 
white trash is as white trash does you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so she was in o'shea's irish pub in west palm beach <laughs> and she was fighting with this woman a verbal fight with this woman who's not named in the article because she was splashing drinks in casey anthony's face because they were having the altercation about doing that they dated an, a mutual ex-boyfriend at the same time oh my god and so Anthony was the one that called the police and said she spilled water on me and then she kept throwing drinks at my in my face. And so the the police officer said, okay, well, it's in, within your right to file a restraining order. She said that she didn't want one, even though she said this woman has been harassing her since, oh, been harassing her for many years over the situation. So she's like, oh, please, she's throwing drinks at me. But like, oh no, it's like she wants the woman to be able to be <laughs> within her vicinity so that she can have drama. Yeah. So that she can have something to call the police and be dramatic about. It's just like, God. <laughs> I just saw like, just move on. What are you, mm -hmm. what are you fighting about? A boy? God, how old are you? I know. Well, and the thing is that it's an ex-boyfriend of them both. So he's out of the picture. Who cares? Right? Why aren't they mad at him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, clearly he's the problem. <laughs> right. So she's just getting drinks thrown in her face and she's crying about it. So. <laughs> Damn. Well, you don't, see other. you don't sound like nothing has changed here. No. Mm -mm. Still the immature Casey Anthony that we we knew since episode one. <laughs> All right. So my next one, we are dating back to episode eight. Or if you guys remember... We did an episode on Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. <gasps> and we all remember Miss Olivia Jade. Oh my God. The entitled brat? <laughs> the entitled, the definition of white privilege. Mm -hmm. Olivia and her, her father, Massimo, who liked to threaten people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then do jail time. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, Aunt Becky. <laughs> yep. So if you guys don't remember, I'll give you guys a little quick synopsis. Um, so Olivia Jade's mother, Lori Lachlan, who was on Full House, Aunt Becky, and her husband, Massimo, were found guilty of paying $500,000 to Rick Singer and his key worldwide foundation to falsely designate Olivia and her sister Isabella as recruits on the USC crew team, which they never did. They never did crew. They never sailed a boat. They didn't do nothing with water or <laughs> rowing. <laughs> <laughs> they were never in water. <laughs> they were never in water. Lori had to do two months in jail, $150,000 fine, and 150 hours of community service. And then Massimo had to do five months in prison, $250,000 fine, and 250 hours of community service. I'm sorry. I would have loved to seen them in their jumpsuits picking up trash on the side of the road. I hope that was the community service they had to do. <laughs> right? I would have loved to see that. But, you know, they're going to get the special treatment, the Martha Stewart treatment, you mm -hmm. know, doing their service from home in their mansion, you know, with security. So that's what we're going to get from them. But we got a little update on Olivia Jade. It's not speculated anymore. It is confirmed that Olivia Jade will be on season 30 of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, interesting choice. Right? Which it always seems like um, Dancing with the Stars is just gripping for relevancy because no one watches it anymore. So they're always trying to find people with controversy to be on the show. 
Like, I remember when Bristol Palin was on it, Sarah Palin's, like, pregnant teenager. Yeah, or, like, Carol Baskin was on the show. They're always trying to grip at controversy to stay relevant. But, like, the thing is, is that it happens long enough for people to be like, oh, did you hear Olivia James on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, did you hear Carol Baskin's on Dancing with the Stars? And then it's over and then no one watches it. (laughs) Exactly. Which I have my own gripe with Dancing with the Stars, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh Uh-oh. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so it is confirmed that the 21-year-old Olivia Jade, which is so shocking, she's only 21, and she's gone through all this controversy, is going to be on this season of the show. And there's been quite a few of, like, interviews and things that have come out, because obviously people have got questions for Olivia Jade, because it's called Dancing with the Stars, and Olivia Jade is not really a star. Um, Like, what does she, like, what does she do? Well, like, didn't she have, like, a little social media thing and she was getting, like, brand deals and stuff? She's, like, an influencer. Exactly. I mean, she's Aunt Becky's daughter for the most part. But even as an influencer, like, she doesn't have... I don't feel like she has that... Like, she doesn't have, like, a David a David Dobrik following. Like, she's not, like, a Shane Dawson. She's not a Jeffree Star. Mm-hmm. She's, like, kind of, like, a fucking D-less YouTuber. Yeah, okay, to be the D-list of YouTube, <laughs> oh my god, girlfriend. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, clearly she's on the show because of her controversy, and that's right. it. So, from watching, like, recent video clips of her, she was recently on Red Table Talk with, which is um, Jada Pinkett Smith's, like, lay it all out on the table, kind of, like, interview. It's almost like Dr. Phil, but, it, like, she keeps it real, and she says mm-hmm. what she wants to say. And Olivia Jade was on there. And from all of, like, the clips that I've seen, Olivia Jade is very um, apologetic towards everything that has happened with, like, a spice of, like, white privilege. Oh, yeah, because she can't take that away. You yeah, know? It's like, right? It, it's in inbred in her, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was just reading some of the quotes that Olivia Jade has said. Um, So this one was regarding her mother going to prison. She has said that I think for anybody, no matter what the situation is, you don't want to see your parents go to prison. But also, I think it's necessary for us to move on and move forward. So she was saying how she didn't like to see her mom go to prison or whatever, but she thought it was necessary for her to go to prison in order for the family to move on and to move past this. I would say that's actually a pretty mature way of looking at it. Yeah, which I feel like I would say the same. You know, clearly... Your mom and father have pled guilty to bypassing the college admission process and paid over $500,000 each to get you into USC. Like, clearly there's something wrong there. Like, using your white privilege and money and power and richness to do this. I really hope you have this acknowledgement afterwards. Yeah, someone's (laughs) got to pay. I hate rich people, even though I want to be rich. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. But, but like, see, I'm going to be a nice, rich person. Yeah. Um, she also views this gig as a second chance, and she's ready to put herself back out there and to try new things. And I'm listening to this interview, and I'm, like, yelling. I'm like, of course she wants this to be a second chance. Like, what else could this be? Like, this has to be her second chance. But is she just starting? Is just, like, another day for Olivia Jade? No, this is her second chance. Of course she has to say that you know right it sounds so rehearsed yeah like what else is she going to say she also went on to say that her mom has been a huge support which i was such an aunt becky fan but like after all this i'm just like 
oh, I don't know how Becky can just go on with herself, you know? I know. Like, I, that's why I, I keep touching back on the community service because I want her to work with kids underprivileged, like kids like, that go to like fucking Malcolm X High School or whatever. <laughs> I want her working yeah. with inner city kids that are just trying to survive. Yeah. You know, like I, they just don't have any like basis of how real life works, you know? Yeah. Well, just I did, like they said in the documentary, it's like, they think they're untouchable. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was listening to Jada Pinkett's Jada Pinkett Smith and she was just like, so cold to Olivia and Olivia was just like apologizing and everything and being so apologetic and like considerate of the situation and understanding. And Jada was like, at the end of the day, you know, you're fine. Like you are going to be okay. You're mm-hmm. Olivia Jade. You're Aunt Becky's daughter. You know, you're going to be okay. And a lot of other people can't say that. I think Olivia Jade has like, I also expressed that like, wow, I did not realize how much white privilege I had. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's really, as much as we all want to hate her, she is really like embodying like everything that has happened and trying to move forward. But I feel like it's just so hard to move forward from the extreme privilege that that went down in her family. Kind of trying to paint her as a sympathetic character. Cause like you said, it's hard to feel, feel bad for her. Yeah. Um, and you know, all the opportunities, all of those parents took from more deserving children, yeah. um, how little faith that her parents have in her and don't believe in her. Yeah. Like I, she probably had to really reevaluate herself too. Yeah. So that, I mean, I feel like that must have been hard for her as well. And maybe that's why she's coming from a, a more humble place or at least trying to, or her publicist is telling her to, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. Cause I was listening to one of the interviews and the interviewer was asking her when was the, um, where were you when you first were getting word of this news that was coming out? And she said that she was at school surrounded by her friends and articles started being poured out and she was seeing them and reading them and seeing how all of her friends around her either had no idea or were going to find out. Um, And she was saying how she was so ashamed and she went into hiding for three to four months. She flew back home and didn't show her face for four months. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. rightfully so. I mean, damn. And then he was also asking her if she had any interest in going back to USC. And she was like, well, pretty clearly, I would not have been able to get in there without my parents. So why would I just, why would I go back? Yeah. <laughs> could she even go back? Yeah. She's like, clearly, I couldn't go there. So, mm-hmm. um, but it seemed like she has been very ashamed of everything that's happened. And I maybe do think that Dancing with the Stars is her second chance, but really, I don't, I think pretty, I think she's pretty talentless. I don't think she's. I, I just did she's... not expect you to say that. You caught me off guard. <laughs> well, she's like, it's my second chance. Second chance for what? To do a YouTube video about how to put eyeliner on? Like what second chance do you want here? I'm you so just sorry said... you've lost your fucking sponsors for fucking Tarte Cosmetics in Sephora. Like boo fucking who? You're no Addison Ray. <laughs> I know you love Addison Rain because she's an amazing actress, but yes. 
I, well, I'm just saying, I love how you said it so matter-of-factly. Like, the sky is blue. Olivia Jade is talentless. <laughs> I mean, come on. God damn. Get with the program. I know. Uh, yeah, it's not like, I mean, I haven't seen a personality from her. So Yeah, like you said it yourself, Olivia. You wanted to go to college to experience fraternity life and parties. I just don't know what chance you want. But let me tell you what. My gripe with Dancing with the Stars old wash-up show that only grandmas that are watching yes Mm -hmm. um let me just give you the list of contestants on this season of dancing with the stars and to really uh paint a picture of how olivia jade is going to be fighting for her life to win this show because she is competing against the one the only jojo siwa who is a dancer like this is what jojo does that's such a good point like (laughs) jojo should be a teacher she should not be a contestant. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you, she's already won. Are you joking? Jojo Siwa, Dance Mom's icon. Like, have you seen the, the Dream music video? She embodies a dancer. <laughs> I've seen uh, her boomerang. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I mean, come on. Multiple tours. And I was watching this interview of Jojo like going on the show. And she was like... Well, I would compare this to a basketball player playing football. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you are a dancer on a dancing show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I, that's what I, what I consider it to be. (laughs) I know. I I, I don't know how, what she, maybe she's been told to say that so that her advantage isn't as clear. Yeah. Well, there's a wrestler on the show and he's like, I'm competing against Jojo Siwa. (laughs) wish me luck he's like i am the underdog i'm like you are you literally are (laughs) like i i don't know who you're talking about but wrestlers they just have big old bodies i'm thinking like john cena and him (laughs) trying to do a pirouette god bless exactly (laughs) so next we have milani c um if you don't know who that is that's sporty spice oh my god i was like that sounds familiar okay yeah. so she was a dancer too she's a and, dancer and her little music videos and on right tour. like you gotta be it you gotta know how to dance if you want to make a music video mm-hmm. and she was a judge on america's got talent too wasn't she no that's Mel B. oh my god i'm <laughs> that's scary so <laughs> i'm so sorry spice girls <laughs> next we have melora hardin which she was a uh, in the Dirty Dancing series in the 80s. She was also on The Office. But again, she was on the Dirty Dancing TV series. Oh, I didn't know there was one. I didn't know either, but apparently she was on it and she can dance. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. again. So dance- the wrestler is just getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we have Amanda Klutz, which she's currently on The Talk. Um, and she's also a former Broadway dancer. And was a former um, Radio City Rockette. Oh my god. So, <laughs> dancing again. Dancer. Next we have Suni Lee, which was the gymnast, USA gymnast, who won the all-around because someone Biles is like, this is a legend but can't compete. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She has literal merch called Goat, but can't compete at the Olympics. Uh, not to get on the someone Biles rant here, but like, yeah. okay. But Suni Lee, like, definitely you do like 
you got to know choreography for like the floor routines. Mm-hmm. You got to like be flexible. Like she, I'm pretty sure she can dance. Yeah. Um, and then my final one is Cody Rigsby, which he's the Peloton, like the Peloton instructor. You ever see the videos of him? I always see him on like Instagram and like Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And he's always like this flamboyant gay peloton instructor oh are they uh, on the bikes and the person's like on the screen yelling at you okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's it's what people pay for they pay for the instructors the new classes and Mm -hmm. he's one of like the iconic um instructors that people follow um so he's on there too so that's what i'm saying olivia jade girl you'll be fighting for your life on this Mm -hmm. show because you see who you're competing against and then there's like this other old man that's on the show um, Kenya Moore is on the show. What she was like, Miss USA. She's basically known for being a housewife, uh, and she was on The Apprentice. That's all I remember her from The Apprentice. Oh, okay. I remember her from The Apprentice too. Actually, yeah, because yep. no, she was, I was on, like that. Sounds familiar. She was on Kate Goslin season, but I'm. Um, I mean, I feel like she has to be able to like dance or something. And then you got you got fucking the wrestler, this old man, and Olivia Jade. So <laughs> they're the bottom three every week. They're the bottom three. That's why I'm like dancing with the stars. Damn. I mean, I thought it was more towards like getting people who don't know how to dance on the show. But here we are getting Jojo Siwa. Mm-hmm. And literally they're only doing it so that she can dance with a female partner and be like, oh my God, LGBT. Like, look at us accepting. It's been a uh, hundred years later. Yeah. And <laughs> so then Jojo in the interview is like, yeah, like they came up to me and they were like, "Oh my god, do you feel comfortable? More comfortable with a man or a woman?" Like, what the fuck do you think she's gonna say? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> of course, she's gonna like. Why didn't you ask one of the straight females? Well, that's what I'm thinking too. With? Like, I'm why like, can't so they you... dance with a female? So it's like exactly my point. So you're saying, oh, because JoJo's a lesbian, she's. You know, she yeah. can't look at a man or because a man may be gay. He can't, you know, he's uncomfortable around. I mean, oh, my God, that's so yeah. fake woke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just because Jojo is this, like, gay icon now and she, like, created lesbianism. <laughs> <laughs> she created equality. She mm-hmm. discovered the rainbow flag. Right. Like, mm-hmm. They just want to give Jojo more. They just got to give the show something to spice it up. She threw the first brick at Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's my update on Olivia Jade. That's my update mm-hmm. on, or that's my rant on Dancing with the Stars. Yes, you had it prepared. <laughs> you had a whole list. I did. I mean, that show's so old, the Masha, but damn. Mm-hmm. They're on season 30. Um, new season premieres September 20th. So if you guys want to tune in, tune in. I'm not. <laughs> like at your own risk so my follow-up is a shorty a shoddy if you will um <laughs> so this is from episode 10 pamela smirt smirt um the teacher who slept with her student and claims that she didn't tell her her little teen lover to kill her husband, but he just happened to with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Um, Crazy. That's so random. Oh my God. So random. (laughs) (laughs) So random in this getaway car. Oh my God. Like how'd that happen? (laughs) 
Yes. So um, she's in prison for life um, yep. for orchestrating it and mm-hmm. everything. She's so, begging the governor to get out. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I... She, as we kind of learned from that episode, she's constantly, like, suing the jail and, like, suing the governor. She's just suing. So here are some more, <laughs> law- some more lawsuits that she has. Yeah. Um, so this one is actually from two years ago. So this was 2019, but we didn't talk about it. So I was like, okay, it's kind of an update. Yeah. Um, so she said that um, in April of 2017, they were searching her cell and some pills that she was given to by the facility doctor for pain, mm-hmm. um, tramadol, which I think they also give to dogs <laughs> for pain. So interesting. Um so that she that it tested positive for morphine and so um they were like you have illicit drugs um in your possession and so she lost all of her um good time behavior months she lost her prison job as a counselor yeah she was like a role model for other inmates or something right right she was the model citizen yeah um and she lost commissary and phone privileges for 100 days and she um missed a family reunion with her elderly parents um oh that's too bad so she said that it was like planted you know or that the test was was faulty and that it was done incorrectly and so the court ruled that she did not have a right to um, ask for an independent toxicologist to do it. Like their facilities were the ones to do it. She didn't have a right for a second opinion yeah. as a prisoner. And then the charges were dropped because the pills were mysteriously destroyed. Oh. So I don't know who did what. Someone's in that jail working for Pamela. <laughs> well, <laughs> Pamela is so interesting because she, before that, in 2012, she was, um, she also filed the lawsuit. Um, oh, she loves to sue. Because she was, quote, wrongfully put in solitary confinement after guards found a plastic cake knife in her cell. The judge dismissed the case because he said um, she was not deprived of due process and that she didn't suffer inhumane treatment. <laughs> And both of the judges from the 2012 cake knife incident (laughs) and the 2017 to 19 pill incident that her treatment is not atypical of a prisoner's treatment. So I feel like she's someone who's like, my rights are infringed upon. And it (laughs) sounds like the government's like, you don't really have rights. Yeah, basically. Like they have the right to search and seize you know they have the right to punish how they see fit like exactly yeah and so she keeps putting up a fight maybe she thinks like if she keeps putting up a fight squeaky wheel gets the grease they'll be like oh my god we're just gonna release her so she can shut the fuck up (laughs) or if she does it enough times they won't like keep trying maybe they'll stop trying me if i keep trying to sue them (laughs) yeah like if i they'll get scared of me but i don't know she just like um she just keeps suing them for everything and seeing, saying that she's being treated poorly. And so, and my, my piece is how does she keep getting the resources to sue? Yeah. 
is my question. Well, I guess she had a, a prison job, so maybe she saved up. And but uh, damn, those don't pay that well, do they? I don't think. No, they can pay as little as they want. Yeah, I mean, I wonder. She was on a bunch of like, she had appearances on like TV shows and stuff. She must have gotten something for those. I don't know, but like, how do you make money in prison when she's been in prison her basically her entire life? Well, actually, one of her lawsuits, she did get a settlement. The one where they, um, some guards sold inappropriate pictures of her to the National Enquirer. Oh. She did actually, I think she got 23000 ish dollars from that. But damn, that's not going to last you. I know, when you're suing right and left. Yeah, maybe that's what she's got to do to keep, like, an income. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep suing and hope she gets money from the lawsuit, I guess. She hopes for a settlement once a yeah. year. that's her 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 salary is her settlement (laughs) yearly salary but damn pamela i don't i don't know i feel like if she just would shut her mouth and just you know own up to everything she did because she still claims that she had no involvement right right to this day yep so i mean what do you expect you're gonna be sitting there till you die you know just do what olivia jade did just own up to it move on (laughs) god damn Stop trying to fight it and just, like, I feel like that's what makes it worse. So then the guards will treat her worse because they know that she's a little snitch. Yeah, right? Yeah, she probably goes to the principal's office, like, I'm going to file a lawsuit. And they're like, oh, God, here she goes again. (laughs) God, get her out of here. (laughs) I like how I use the principal's office, like, school and prison are, like, the same thing. I mean, Uh, in my head, pretty much. Yeah, like, it probably probably is. Yeah. All right, so my last one, I had to save the best for last. It's Miss Brittany. We're back at Brittany. This is probably our fifth update on Brittany, but this is a good one. This is, like, really good news for Brittany. Like, we thought the update a couple weeks ago was good news. This is, like, the news that we all wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, So throwing it back to episode nine, um, our hashtag Free Brittany, the framing of Brittany Spears, the Hulu special. We were put through the events that have led up to why Brittany's in the situation she is today. Going through her past, the paparazzi, and how they destroyed her life. How she is now in this conservatorship of 13 years, where her father, Jamie, has been controlling her $60 million estate for the entirety of it. It appears to be coming to an end, which is so crazy to see that it's finally coming to an end, like once Brittany started speaking up. You know, like, I don't know what clicked in her damn head, but out of all these years, we've been, like, begging her to give us a sign that she needs help. Finally, she has said she needs help, and things are changing. So, Mm -hmm. why did it take 13 years? Don't know, but here we are, and we're getting great news from it. So, a little bit of a little recap. Um, Brittany's been, been controlled for 13 years by her father, Jamie. And two others that are irrelevant, that have just been controlling her life, her career. Um, She's been required to take birth control. She has been told that she can't have kids. Um, She has been required to take bipolar medication. um, And she's also been required to perform against her will. So basically, she has no control of her own life. And with this final update, it is coming to an end, it it appears. Um, So her father, Jamie, which this was something I didn't know, so I just want to add it in. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is kind of relevant to the rest of it. Jamie currently receives $16,000 a monthly allowance um, and $2,000 a month for office expenses. 
He also attained 1.5% of gross revenue from her Las Vegas residencies, which brought in $137 million. So his cut was $2.1 million. So I wanted to get those numbers because I was trying to figure out, like, like what is he getting from this? How is he able to afford his lawyers? I mean, clearly it's because of Brittany. But I was trying to find out, like, how much is he making a month from this conservatorship? And he's making around 18000 a month, like, every month, just from controlling her life. <laughs> and I'm Which sorry, is- I'm stuck on that office supplies that cost $2,000. Is yeah. he buying fucking paper from the tree of life like you know where he's probably getting it is wb mason because they sure do charge a lot for their paper (laughs) (laughs) everything they charge is expensive so Mm -hmm. i'm sure he's using them so one of the things i'm i'm speculating and the lawyers britney's lawyers have also mentioned as well um i believe jamie is trying to step down because he's getting caught in like financial mismanagement financials of Britney's estate. So it is being said that he was trying to extort $2 million in compensation in order to step down from the conservatorship. Um, so he's trying to create a settlement saying, give me 2 million and I'll step down, which that's like extortion. Like you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know that. So it's good to know that's illegal. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming this is why he's like going to be stepping down because his Britney's lawyers were saying there's going to be no settlement. Like we're going to catch you for financial mis- mismanagement. Um, you're basically using this conservatorship to like fund your living and to like use as your income, mm-hmm. um, which is wrong. <laughs> so it is basically being said that Jamie has told the courts that, Oh, it looks like Brittany wants her life back. She wants her life back without the safety rails of a conservatorship. Now, it's odd that it's all just coming to Jamie, like, right now. Like, mm-hmm. like this is what she wants. Um, some other quotes that I have here. She wants to control her money because she was formed his whole career herself. And she wants to spend it without oversight and supervision of the conservatorship. So it's like, he's saying these things. His lawyers are saying these things. When, like, earlier this year, he wasn't saying any of this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, like, now that he's in the hot water, he's like, oh, wait, oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God, don't sue me. <laughs> You're yeah. so cute. Right? So, apparently, it's this was in new court documents that were released today. Um, yeah, but- I got a CNN alert that said... Um, Jamie put in a petition to end the 13-year conservatorship. So, this yeah. is, like, hot off the presses. Right? Um. So we won't hear anything more from this until the September 29th court date, which I think that was in the last update that we had that we weren't going to hear anything further. Um, so he just put in the petition petition today and then judge Brenda Penny, who's looking over the case, she could expedite the matter. Um, but if she doesn't, we'll just hear more from this on September 29th. So it appears that this conservatorship for Brittany could be over. I know it's been so long and it's I I mean I feel like we just talk about it so much that we have nothing left to say yeah (laughs) it's (laughs) just like yeah we just want it to be over Mm -hmm. we want Brittany to be free free just leave her alone (laughs) oh my god that's an old (laughs) reference leave Brittany alone you know what Chris Crocker was on to something okay he was on to something 
Oh my god, he's probably laughing at all, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I knew before any of you. <laughs> right? What if that's an NFT? What if he sold that? Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Megan. That was a great episode. We got in some good updates on all the past episodes that we did. Um, and it's good to hear from our roots. Yeah, from some old friends. <laughs> from our old friends, Casey, Pamela, Brittany. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brittany's always in the story, and always, always in the picture, but. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, bless oh. you. Oh, my God. Did your headphone, did you sneeze your headphone out of your head? I did. I sneezed it out of my head. Oh my <laughs> but already, guys, we thank you so much for joining us on this Crime on Tap update. Um, We'll be sure to bring you more updates to you later on in our season. But be sure to follow us on our Instagram over on Crime on Tap Pod. Um, We would really enjoy the follow and just keep you guys updated on the latest that Crime on Tap has to offer. Be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones, um, Podbean, right? That's one of them. Oh, yes, we did. We looked at our algorithm or we looked at our analytics and we saw that Podbean was a big platform for us yeah so keep listening on podbean yep um Um, yeah share with your family and friends comment like and subscribe (laughs) (laughs) what is this youtube yeah olivia jade oh my god begging for our second chance oh my god sephora (laughs) sephora come back (laughs) how can i live without my sponsors Mm -hmm. i mean she doesn't even know we've had the same sponsor for over 30 episodes (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's a that's a loyal sponsor right we are loyal sponsors of anchor <laughs> <laughs> but alrighty, guys we thank you so much for joining us on another episode um and really we hope you enjoyed this one if you did please leave us some feedback we would like to hear what you guys are saying but for now megan we hope to see you guys next time where, where crime, crime is, is always, always on top, top. <laughs> <laughs>